Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Kelly. We are back on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. We always want to salute our guests that's always tuning in, but we got another great one for you. We got Victor Collins Jr. He's a real estate broker with VJR Real Estate Group in the Metro Atlanta area. And he's giving us some great tips on his path from investing, still investing, and being a real estate agent. Tune in, pick up some great tips. Hello, ladies and gents. This is Mike Headley on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. This is a podcast designed for real estate professionals who's thinking about getting a career in real estate or who's already been in the business. We'll learn some great tips and tricks from the professionals and the veterans. Continue to tune in. Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Headley. We are back on the, with another great episode on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Uh, listen, we always say we got a treat for you. We are... Uh, uh, I think we, we got a brother here who has been in the game for about five years. That's just enough to be a seasoned vet because people come in this business and they go on tomorrow. <laughs> brother right here comes with a wealth of knowledge. He got a great background in engineering. Uh, and he was going to spill some great insight on for us. Let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Vic Collins, real estate professional in the Atlanta, Georgia area. How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good, and thank you for having me on the show today. So, uh, hopefully, I have some jewels I can drop for for the audience, and they they'll they'll enjoy they'll enjoy it. That's awesome. What uh, uh so Victor's been in the game five years now, right? Five years. Yep, five years. Five years. So, so I've been I've been selling for five years, but I've actually been in the real estate space for about thirteen years. Okay, correction. Okay, thirteen. So let's talk. Well, we're gonna chime into that because I take it that's been on the investment yeah. side. Yes, that's been on the investment side. Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. So we're gonna open. We're gonna open that uh, that can of worms shortly because again, that's some great information. Because a lot of times, I think real estate professionals we get in business and with so much helping buyers and sellers, we be like, we get lost in the shuffle. Let's buy some properties for us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so what inspired Victor to get in the game? You got this engineering background. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm honestly, I've had some really great exposure to real estate um, when I started my corporate job. And um, a mentor of mine kind of helped get me into the space and helped me learn about it, right? And the, and the power of real estate. So that's kind of when I, you know, first like started to play around in the space a little bit. Um, but also just kind of, I understood, you know, like, okay, you can make money by renting your house and you can make a lot of money by renting houses. I think that's what I, that's what I want to do. My, my mind has always been bent on, you know, how do I, I'm, I'm really good. I'm really good at keeping money. So um, that naturally I kind of gravitated real estate because I'm like, okay, people are always going to need a place to stay. So let's, Let's just buy houses and then we'll rent them out. So um, I, that's how I got into the space and really started to learn about it. But it wasn't until down the road I started to learn about the other things you could do at real estate besides renting. So uh, it's been a while. Maybe I got into the game in my early 2000s. Early 2000s, you got in the game and you said, okay, the investment kind of opened one door, then I opened another door. Uh, yeah. If you, if you mind sharing, you, you currently... Uh, own investment property now, or I mean, how many got two, three, four, five? You know, <laughs> people in your business, people uh, so, yeah, I own a few. Yeah, I own a few properties. Um, okay. 
Um, two in Georgia. Um, okay. uh, um, two in Ohio, Columbus, okay. Ohio. Um, and I'm, I'm working on a couple multi-units by the end mm. of this year. I don't know what that's going to be, but um, things are in place for those. So, um, yeah, I kind of, you know, a couple of different states. Um, it's where I have property and I rent. I rent the majority of those out. And, um, yeah, I use that income to build up and buy more property. Mm-hmm. Let's dive into that a little bit. Because, you know, you hear people, and again, one was what was good for one person may not be good for another but in your case the reason why i'm saying that is because i heard people say you invest in your backyard right invest in the area that you know you said you got investment properties in ohio and georgia what made you Mm -hmm. say i'm not going to limit myself currently where i'm at yeah i think so just a little bit of uh, background so i used to live in ohio that's that's kind of where i started so okay. I, I was working there and it that was my background at, at, okay. at the, that was my playground at the time mm. so I did buy those property but we, we live in the information technology age and the tech and the internet age and you just to me I don't you don't have to be to me you go where the value is and you go where mm. the deal is and I think it's easier to do that now than it has been in you know previous decades but um things are managed now over the computer and over the internet so Mm-hmm. Um, makes sense. It makes sense to me to kind of just leverage those tools to to capitalize on on any types of returns you might get in other places that you're not living. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm glad you said that. Uh, uh, in terms of taking advantage of the tools you have with the technology, because you do have dinosaur agents. Those though that hey, I don't need <laughs> social media. I don't need I don't need electronic signatures. You will be stuck in the past. Right. So you have right. to take advantage of the current technology to pretty much make your life easy too, and less stress, way more easy. You agree? I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to play in a bigger space, um, mm-hmm. if you want to play internationally, it's, it's not like you're going to be, you can't be everywhere at one time. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out how to, you know, um, you know, create leverage or outsource things. Um, to take advantage of this this space in particular. Mm-hmm. So let's segue into uh, 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 you came from the investment. You, I mean, you still do investment, and you say I got my real estate license now. Again, we yeah when we was in real estate school. You know, we we, we hear about man, I could sell sell a deal a day, and I can make a million dollars, right? Or what was the yeah. first six months like when you got into the business? Was it everything you expected, I, or, or did you expect it? You know what? I had zero expectations in the beginning mm. because it was it was a space that I was learning something new, okay. um, and I wanted to make sure that I could learn as much as I could about the sales part mm. um, to be an effective agent. We know that the average agent sells four houses a year, so mm. they're not effective. Um, but um, my first six months were just going to a lot of classes, uh, taking care of my post licensing credit. I didn't get my first deal until six months in. So mm-hmm. for me, and guess what? But you know what kept me afloat? You know, I, first of all, I have really good parents who kind of helped me get through that time. Okay. But also I had rental property to get mm-hmm. me through that time. So mm-hmm. as one example of as you know what real estate can do, it kind of kept me afloat while I was trying to get real estate sales off the ground. Mm, I like that. I like that. So that, so like you said, you had a support system, but also you had, Income coming in. I think when we get into this business, 
they think that we don't need to spend no more money, but we forget it is still <laughs> it is a business. <laughs> so you yeah. gotta pay for you have classes. to spend money to make money. You gotta spend money to make money. You got into the business, okay. You said six months your first deal. Typically that first deal or that third or fourth deal could be the most rocky one where it could be that deal from hell. Give us that yeah. deal from hell that you had. <laughs> oh man. Um I honestly my first deal was kind of was was really rocky because mm. I you know, I didn't write the best contract I could have written. Mm. Um I actually messed up on the contract and you know the co-op the co-op agent was gracious enough to you know kind of help me line, line nice up things mm -hmm. nice of them so you know that was kind of stressful right all the time you what you know you you have to maintain the confidence in the client right that you know what you're doing so it was a little rocky that deal was a little rocky but honestly but my most rocky deal it came four years in last year to be four honest with in. you okay and that was just kind of dealing with i think you know clients have an expectation of you and i think with this particular deal that was dealing with what people don't understand is in real estate you deal with so many different people in a transaction right and you're you're depending on everybody to do their job and to do their job well and that that may not be the case because you have to be really effective at project managing right your product your project managing closing attorney your project managing the lender your project managing the home inspector your project managing the co-op agent so if you're if you're not effective at communicating which even in the best situations you can be um deals still cannot go the way or be as fluid as you would want them to be because so many things are out of your control right and i think that i experienced that last year with especially with new construction dealing with clients who want to buy new construction rocky 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 mm -hmm. So let me ask something here. Was it, uh, 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 well, let me peel that back a little bit. Was it a situation where the client wasn't actually doing what they were supposed to, or was it one of the vendors that were not doing what they uh, Well, you know, when, you know, COVID hit last year. And so mm. you know, I don't think we knew how that was going to impact supply chain and build timelines and right. materials and mm. all those kinds of things, right, that comes with building a house. And I think, the client doesn't know that as well. And they already don't know what they don't know, especially if it's a first time home buyer. Right. But in a situation like COVID, we don't know what we don't know. Mm. We don't know how permitting, you know, in this case, we didn't know permits were gonna be, you couldn't pull permits, right? We didn't know when that was gonna start back. So there was a lot, there was a lot of these, there were a lot of the X factors, right? That created not so good experiences for clients. But at the end of the day, the realtor is to blame. Right. Mm -hmm. So regardless of the situation, that's how people will be always view that, right? Is your responsibility. So um that that particular situation didn't turn out well in terms of the relationship, right? But did we get to the closing table? Yes, but it is is a lot of unknowns that people don't know about that you kind of have to be great at um being able to, you know, help people through um even when you don't know what's going on you know sometimes well you know just to piggyback off of that i you know i have a conversation with some of the agents at the office and i make them aware just to re-echo what you're saying you have to be a project manager you're forced to be that right you i look at it you're a psychiatrist you might be a preacher <laughs> you know so you, you you know, you're a guidance counselor like you're all these things in one because at the end of the day if it still goes south or the deal go good, 
they looking at you. Why right. didn't it work out, right? Even though you had exactly. nothing to do with it indirectly, but uh, yeah, just had to, had to salute you by mentioning that. Hey guys, thank you for watching our show. We're gonna interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell, residential or commercial here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. Um, do you prefer buyers or sellers? Or you do, it doesn't matter. Because uh, I got I mean, a I choice. Think <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think if, if for the sake of building business, I think you know those of us who have been around for a little bit know that okay, we can create more leverage if we have listings. But I think mm. in terms of working with the clients, uh, I mean, I like I like working with buyers and sellers. I think there's mm. a different joy okay. to working with the buyer, and there's a different joy to working with the seller. Um, but for me, and I as I want to grow and expand. You know, I, I can't be everywhere at one time, right? I can't be Correct. showing houses in this part of the city Correct. and showing houses in another part of the city. Mm-hmm. It's easier to do that if I have listings, right? And then I, mm-hmm. I, I, I the percentage of business is more listing heavy, right? Then I can mm-hmm. then I can still create more business for myself. So mm-hmm. so so now that you the sellers you... are stressful too, man. They want the house sold yesterday, yes. right? So it's like yes. you know, I want my mm-hmm. I want my house sold like yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's there's work to selling a house too. that. I mean, there, there are different stresses and different pressures to working with a seller than there is with working with a buyer. But it's still stress. It's still work. Mm, still work. Do you have a uh, 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 maybe maybe not now. Now, again, I don't want to speak for you, but in terms of another area in real estate, you might want to dive into particularly commercial, whether it's office, multifamily or the state in the yeah. residential space. Well, I'm actually, I'm really, I'm really interested in international real estate. Mm. So right. I'm working on um, a plan now to dive into that and build that into my current business model. But to also help people understand how they can purchase international real estate. We all know mm. that vacation property and Airbnb and Verbo and all these other tools are there to help us create more money and more wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to know how to we have that we we have to know how to finance international mm-hmm. property. We have to know what resources we need to make that possible. So uh, I'm working on that as a part of my business, mm-hmm. and hopefully that'll be something I I'll be offering to people in the future. Mm-hmm. I like that the, uh, the that great Atlanta market you in. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, now I know <laughs> you're quite sure you are experiencing the same thing anybody else experienced throughout the country. 30, 40, 50 offers on the property. Uh, what techniques would you give uh, a newbie into the business to get the offer accepted? Uh, what certain certain language needs to be? I know we can't uh, yeah. edit, edit the contract, but is there a certain format, a right. certain <laughs> process that you might say, well, hey, use this approach here. This, you have a good chance of kind of winning that offer. I think, I think a lot of agents don't know the numbers right they don't know the they don't know the market right they just they're helping people but they, they don't know comps they don't know what's coming to the area they don't know anything about appreciation or appraisal and i think it help it, it will help um an agent to kind of have some knowledge about all of those things mm. so that when you present an offer um it's well written right um and the, honestly, I don't even know if it's writing offers that's the problem. I think it's the, the biggest problem is people's communication. And that's communication 
and level setting with the client and it's also communication with the co-op and things need to be a win-win right and i think we just don't i think now so many so many things are communicated via email and via text and that won't get your offer accepted in this market i think you actually have to pick up the phone and call people um and, and call people you're connected to it, it helps to have a great reputation so you know call people to say hey listen i see you have this house in the market i would love to be my client by was it was it going to take for us to take this house off the market today like what is it going to take and then being able to relay that message to the client let me tell you something brother you, you literally uh uh, uh, cracked three or four codes in what you just said in terms of people just get it off, send an email, and you literally lose that touch of let me call this agent up because I've won deals that way. Call them mm -hmm. up. Hey, how you doing, Lisa? We had a deal three months ago. I know you can't uh, tell me what the seller's willing to take, but uh, I love to get this offer accepted. You know, I love to mm -hmm. I love to work with you. Right? That verbiage alone, we have the ability to get you to win the deal. And what you touched on was, which is fabulous, and I emphasize this the most, is having the education, knowing exactly how to communicate, knowing exactly how to have, use the proper verbiage, right? So I salute you on that because you get some agents, it's, you know, I just, I'm just a little confused. I'm like, did you take any kind of training? You just got licensed, but you didn't actually equip yourself with the skill set and the tools to actually go out and fight this war, so to speak. I commend you on that. Um, so that Atlanta market like we, is, is extremely hot. Right? Are you all seeing just any transition in terms of things tapering down this a little bit, cooling off a little bit? Um, No, no. I think that <laughs> I, I, I think and I, so I think I think the thing with Atlanta is it's getting more expensive. Mm. Uh, and I think with it with the cost, right? Uh, we, we can't always depend on, or we can't always expect, right, the interest rates to be where they are. Mm -hmm. So not only will the, the, the price of things be high, but it's going to make it much more unaffordable when the interest rates start to creep back up. So I think we're just in an interesting market right now. Um, in Atlanta, I don't, I think it's going to become less and less and less and less and less affordable unless you have some money. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. We, we see that in markets uh, 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 such as San Francisco, LA, New York, whereas though it's like, okay, if I want to live in a, in a, uh, in, in a community that's decent, that is great for my great school system for my kids, it has to be reasonable. But you said you steady seeing the prices appreciate like crazy, huh? Right, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Since mm -hmm. I've been here, since I've been here, prices have gone up. They're they're crazy. Quick commercial break. If you're interested in a career in real estate or you're a seasoned vet, you might want to change. New environment. You don't like the atmosphere you're in. The Henley Group Realty could be there to assist you with your career. What do we offer? Great culture, great environment, leads, and an awesome commission structure. Let us be there to support your business. One thing, you got to be in the state of North Carolina. Let's get back to the show. Well, he, well, here's the thing here, Mr. Victor. Usually, uh, well, not usually, but on our show, right, we, we, we have, I always ask the guests this here. I said, is there a question that you would like to answer that I did not ask you? Like, that we did not cover, because I know you the car, I know you probably want to get to your next destination. <laughs> right away. 
Well, let me let me let me ask, let me ask about your Rocky deal. Okay. What what, what has been your Rocky Ooh. deal? What what has been some experiences you you have had in real estate? Gotcha, gotcha. Well, again, and I say this not to because I'm a humble person. I say this not to to brag by a long shot, but I I, I sold close to about 2,500 homes, right? And I got about 15, 20, right? But let, let me pick one out the bag that I can give you. Uh, Rocky Dale. Okay. We we had a situation where um, the property was in the middle. Well, when they built it, I don't know what he was thinking about. But literally it's in the middle of the woods, right? Had all his residential around. But it was a stack of woods, and this is where this property was at. So Okay. Now, this was a corporate-owned property. It was a foreclosed property. I was selling on behalf of the bank. So once we went to go list it, the, well, let me back it up. In order to get to the property, the road was very narrow. You had to do like a zigzag to actually get to the property. Okay. I didn't know, nor did I know, did the uh, seller do their due diligence. Cutting across that, that uh, cutting across the roads of that land was owned by somebody else. They wanted the property. They said, and the bank was like, they wanted the property for a cheaper price. The bank said, we're not going to sell it to you for that cheaper price. Once we list it, you got to pay what we want for it. He was like, okay, cool. Here's a cease and desist letter. Do not come on my road. So now, you, you, exactly. So you can't literally landlock a property. There was just enough space okay. just for us to get back there. Okay. So what, what, ha what has to happen? The seller uh, uh, um, got a survey and there was another part that actually belonged to the property. So what did they have to do? They had to cut down all them trees and literally have, had a road built because he's being difficult and he was an attorney. So he was smart. He was like, don't come on my property. <laughs> so, had, so, so the seller had a road built big enough for EMT, you know, for, um, firefighter and uh, and uh, um, ambulance to drive back there. So that took about seven months. By the way, how we knew all of this because we went on a contract and the buyers did they attorney did the title search and, and found out all these issues. <laughs> it was, it was hell. So six months, we end up uh, 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 closing. But during that process, it was just a little. I mean, I, I was getting legal letters, and I'm like, listen, I'm just a liaison. You gotta talk to the owner. I have nothing to do with that. But that one out of, of the 14 I probably gave you was, was was up there. It was one of the rocky ones. Like six months to close a residential property. But yeah, that was a rocky one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, boy. But let me say I, I think I think what people go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we see we see a lot of stuff, right? Oh man. <laughs> oh, oh, listen, listen. Oh, oh, look, I got we got another one to share. It's funny you said this. I got one to share with you. Um a property I was selling, another corporate owned property. Um, the house, which we didn't know, came to us. Okay, we're gonna put it on the market. Next, you know, I got the news calling me. I'm like, well, what's going on? What, what do you want to talk to me for? Want to interview me? Literally, three news stations. Just want to interview because I've heard I'm the listing broker on it. What happened was the previous people lived there. The guy killed two people and buried them in the backyard with dead animals. Uh... He was a devil worshiper, right? So, so I'm like. Here, here I go. I'm going to deal with this. So now I'm getting this attention. Well, what do you plan on doing? Put a sign in the yard and sell it. Whoever wants to buy it. So the seller, I made the seller aware of it, and, and they, they put up the money and they bulldozed it. And they bulldozed uh, the house. So the land was there, and the neighbors next door 
end up buying a house. Oh yeah, I tell you, I got some for you, brother. I swear, I was like, that right there was messed up the top five. Forgot about that. that body. But he, he was that in jail, crazy. And, and yeah, that's crazy. It was like he was a devil. But anyway, so brother, we ask every guest two golden nuggets before they leave. Whether it's a scripture, quote, a book, give us two golden nuggets for our community. Well, the first one is to whom much is given, much is required. Mm. I think that you know that grows on me like more and more each day mm-hmm. i think it's never it's, it's, it's never really about you and nothing's never ever really personal mm-hmm. but i do think when you're in a space where you can grow and help other help educate people such as you you're doing mm-hmm. in your business and with this podcast and we have a due diligence to also serve people i think that's just a part of it i think that's what that means to me too how much is given much is required um and then the other thing is um you know you have to whatever journey you're on you have to embrace the journey and that that means all parts of it not just the good parts so mm-hmm. you know the things that 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 are rocky and that and that may seem rocky and it's always 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 a setup for or a pre- in preparation for whatever it is you're desiring and i think you have to be mindful of what you're desiring because you know everybody likes to have big lofty aspirations and, and goals and things that they want and desire but we don't always know what it's going to take to get to that. And mm. I think the key to getting to that is just being open, being open completely to the entire journey. So, mm. um, yeah, that's kind of, you know, my learnings. I was going to add to that. You said something, be open to the journey, no matter what it brings, whether it be tribulations or joy. I think is a, still part of that learning process. Right? I've always looked at it. Yeah. I want to add on to what you're saying. I've always looked at it like your your life, so to speak, is this big canvas, like a puzzle. And every piece, every experience and moment you go through, whether it be a, a negative or positive, that you may interpret that, it is putting that piece in there. And then when our time is up, yeah. the puzzle is finished. <laughs> you know? So yeah, absolutely. It, it's absolutely. But <laughs> but that, we want to definitely give a, a a shout out and a warm uh, 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 thank you for Mr. Victor Collins for being on our show. And again, this brother's in the Atlanta market, and um, any kind of any kind of leads, anything that that we have, we definitely can reach out to you, brother. And we want to thank you for being on the Head Group Real Estate Show. Uh, thank you for having me, and thank you so much for what you're doing. So mm-hmm. um, I look forward to uh, like following you over the now, like now, now that I know that you exist. Um, right, brother. I have been following you, so uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. You all, you guys take care. Hey, gang. I hope you really enjoyed that show. Our guests provide us some great tips and insight, and please support them on all social media platforms. And while I'm saying that, support us on all social media platforms, and don't forget, watch the entire video on YouTube. We'll see you next time.